living in an information society, but it doesn't mean we're experiencing the information. If we experience information, it can become knowledge. But knowledge is also on a step. It's not the ultimate. Because we all know we've known things and have forgotten them. So knowledge can be forgotten. But if you take knowledge and you introduce that knowledge into your life, it becomes an experience that's yours. That experience becomes a wisdom. That wisdom then becomes part of your life. Stealing, I guess, the means um, and the traditions that that come from, like you know, growing up in Mali and things like that, and putting that within our household. You know, I was, um, you know, me and my two sisters, we just grew up here, and I think yeah, they did a very good job of instilling all the traditions, and um, you know, by speaking in, in our language, um, my language, uh, you know, the native language is Bambara, but we also speak French as well, so really doing that kind of every day, and like English is spoken in our house, but we really kind of prioritize. Um, Bambara in French. So I think from a young age, I, it really was honed in kind of those traditions, um, you know, with the cuisines that we ate, um, the certain superstitions that we had, you know, just growing up, like eating with your hands instead of forks. Like we didn't really do, you know, the forks and the spoons kind of thing. That that was, that's a whole nother, and we was talking about earlier with Eric, talking about etiquette and things like that. That was something I was introduced to when I left Harlem and went to high school, but that's a whole nother conversation. I went to school in, in Massachusetts for boarding school. But I guess, yeah, just like, with everything, kind of like with the mannerisms, um, with the sense of respect, how to treat elderly, with the language, um, you know, with kind of like the the dress, you know, when we were like bazans for for different holidays, for Islamic holidays, things like that. So, you know, growing up, I was constantly balancing and battling this duality between uh, my Harlem identity and my Malian identity. But I realized at a certain point, it's, there's no way of them being kind of separate. I guess they kind of both merge into uh, my reality and, w- and what shapes me. So I learned to just kind of embrace both sides of it and, you know, learn to make both of them work together because they do. None of us are just one, you know, one-sided. I feel like there's so many elements to us, um, but I feel like, yeah, over, over just growing up, that's just what it was, man. Just us being honed in on all of the traditions, like my mom really taking that seriously. Um, my dad as well, following suit. Now that's dope. I want right. to um, 
touch back on that whole idea of duality or just like living out through different identities. Like, how did you go about or just figuring out that sense of oneness? Because I feel like mm. now that you mentioned you went to school in Massachusetts, so on and so yeah. forth, and that probably added an additional identity on For instead sure. of having that balance, even even in the states, or right? because I'm from Brooklyn and right. um, I didn't have that kind of cultures clashing rather than um it just being like etiquette in the crib compared to like etiquette when i'm outside you know what i'm saying my mom's like oh pull up your pants xyz so mm. on and so forth but how, how did you get to really realize like all right this is exactly me was it just a, a mixture of all the different pieces or did you feel like you kept rejecting some elements and then you just figured that out recently yeah i feel like yeah, it's been a, it's been an ongoing thing you know i feel like it's been something that over time, I had to learn to embrace. I think, you know, growing up, the way in which we kind of navigate, at least speaking for myself as a child, just kind of navigating like my adolescence, um, just growing up in Harlem, I think I did try to, you know, kind of block, you know, some of the forms of my identity, I think simply for survival, you know, there was, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stigmas, um, you know, with the, I feel like now there's a, there's a resurgence of, of preserving, I guess, African culture, but growing up, like people used to call us African booty scratchers, all type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And really, and really like take that like seriously, like they didn't, they didn't necessarily like people who were um, from that diaspora, even though they were kind of ignorant of the fact that I guess we're all from that diaspora, but it's a whole nother conversation. But um, yeah, growing up, that's what it was, man. Like, you know, we was kind of hiding certain parts of our identity for survival. And I think as I continue to to grow up and and kind of I guess uh, see see different things in my life, I was I guess my identity was put more into focus, especially when I was in circles of people who didn't look like me as well too, and and trying to figure out what what really matters to me and 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 what um, do I define as the as the characteristics of myself, you know that I that I really hold hold dear to and, and my my foundation. So it's it's been a low key like an ongoing and it's continuously evolving. But I think, yeah, I think over time, as I grew up and leaving different, leaving my community, coming back to my community and, you know, the whole nine, I guess, of just like, you know, coming of age, uh, I think I've just learned to embrace the fact that, you know, my, my life is, is multidimensional as, as with everybody. Um, and it's just like the realization, like everybody has a life just as complex or crazy as yours, you know, and I, and I realized, you know, you kind of have to put all of these different identities together because they all have our, our building blocks in, into who you are now. We're not, I don't think we're easily defined, I think, but I think that's the beauty and the complexity of humanity. Like we're everything and, and nothing at the same time. And it's, it's complex and that's what it defines. So I, it's, it's been low key, like ongoing. And I feel like there's new identities that I keep tapping into that uh, continue to, to define me, but where I am now for where I am five years from now, I don't know. That's, a That's real. And it's powerful too. Like uh, what you said about survival. Like I think a lot about how a lot of times survival tactics, as you grow into yourself, survival tactics become superpowers in some senses, you know, like you, because you had to have navigated certain rooms and like understand how to read the room and understand how to just, because multiplicity is such a fundamental aspect to, to who we are as people, you know, be, knowing which parts of your identity to pull up in certain environments or in certain mm -hmm. situations in different contexts, you have to do that when you're younger to have just, you know, survived in certain rooms where you were the odd one out or where you, you know, were just surrounded by things that didn't necessarily line up with you. But then right. as a result, you can now enter those rooms and be the one who is shaping the conversation based on tapping into those different parts of your identity. So identity. I always think that's super yeah. powerful. And it also makes me think about language, right? Cause like, I know, you know, you're a poet, you're a songwriter, like mm -hmm. 
language is obviously really important. And, and even when you were talking about, you know, your identity um, as a son of immigrants, like being able to to speak more than just English and being able to speak to your mother tongue in that in that way is really powerful. So all of that really resonated with me as, as you know, a similar journey that I've been on where it's like it's really important to you know, understand all the aspects of yourself, but then not only understand and embrace them, but like know the different contexts in which different mm. ways that they should surface. And then also to be able to communicate that in an effective way, you know, it's all, it's all really powerful to be able to yeah. do. No, absolutely. I think like what you said with like the communication part of it too, I think that was been, that was something I learned over time, I guess, especially with my writing. I, I look at uh, my ability to just to have like a canvas um, as a young age as like my savior, you know what I'm saying? Like that was what allowed me to kind of process and kind of assess the different parts of my reality, of, of my, yeah, one, my reality, but two, like my identity in different contexts of like, you know, whether that be like me growing up in different age frames and uh, where I was at 15 versus, versus where I was at 18, you know what I'm saying? And, and being able to, to kind of see the progression or the regression and, and being able to, to see, and find it a way to communicate that too, you know what I'm saying? Whether that be just uh, that communication with myself or like, you know, sharing that with other people and, you know, with that, you know, kind of building, continue to build on those building blocks of, of shaping myself. So I, I test a lot of like, you know, in my, in my, like, I guess revamping or discovery of myself and, and the things that, that matter to me through a lot of it through my writing, through my reflections, um, and having a canvas to, to express myself and to communicate how I felt, whether it was just, you know, me, myself and my pen or whether I was sharing that with the world. Yeah, that's what's up. And I'm curious to know if like, as you begin to find out and really figure out who you are, if also the music has changed in that way. So I used yeah. to do music back in the day and when I didn't really that's know awesome. myself to the degree that I know now, I was definitely like copying or doing a lot of the similar sounds that I thought would be a hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever I'm hearing on the radio or whatever seems to be, um, the popular sound at the time. Do you feel like also the work that you've been putting in comes in alliance with, I guess, that sense of self now? I think, yeah, I think definitely now, I guess with just all forms of my art, I've, I've learned to be just become more intentional, very, very, very intentional um, with just like the messages and the, and the things in which I'm, I'm speaking on. Um, I think that just came over time, you know, like I, you know, with music, music has been a, within the past two years, a more recent thing for me, but I've always been a poet first, um, you know, I've been writing since seventh grade. And I feel like within, uh, you know, just me being like primarily a poet throughout my life and, and dabbling into to songwriters and music production, I've, I don't know, I think just like the things in which in the subject matter in which I, I, I dabbled into was just always trying to, yeah, always in search for, for, for clarity, for, for mm -hmm. healing, for therapy, for, for communication. Uh, so, so yeah, I feel like, you know, it's, just like the the intentionality that that I kind of you know grew up on with my work, whether that be you know just me describing my environment, you know my dreams and my experiences, you know young infatuations, whatever whatever that may be, um, just me being intentional and using that as a as a real form of expression, I think allow me so like when I'm when I'm creating anything now, my music or my, my poetry, I've just you know kind of learned just through the creation and, and evolution of my work to just being more precise in, in that intentionality. Well, on that topic, one thing that I really have to applaud you for is like, I feel like you know how to let a thought breathe. Like I've listened to oh, you know, your most recent project <laughs> and like you have songs there that are longer songs or that, you know, like where the song starts to versus where it ends is different, right? Like, especially in an age where a lot of music that artists are releasing in the hip-hop world especially like a lot of them are like two-minute songs and like not to disparage any of those those music like i love those songs but yeah. i feel like 
by contrast, when I listen to your project, I mean, actually, before I even get into this, this feels like the inappropriate time. I was to just about stop. to say that. <laughs> I was going to get into the whole microwave culture <laughs> right now. That's a fact. Yeah, this is probably a good time to stop and do some intros. So what's up, y'all? Welcome back to You Free, our communal podcast. You got Eric on the line. You got me, Ozim, and then. Who will be speaking with today? Mama um, Do. Um, I'm a poet, songwriter. I guess was multifaceted creative from Harlem, New York. 21 years old. Just hyped to be here, here with y'all. Peace and blessings, brother. Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. Yeah, as I was saying, like your last project to Stitch a Rose, that first off a really dope project. But I feel like what I liked about it a lot is like the intention comes through, as well as the fact that you are willing to let your sentiments, your thoughts breathe. You know, as opposed to like you know, a lot of times there is more of a microwave culture, as Eric put it, where songs yeah. are are shortened before they really are able to to evolve into a, you know another song or like just get from point a to point b it's like they just a lot of songs are just point a so I, a I really i really applaud you for being able to do that uh, thank you so much i appreciate you you know in, in the process of, of creating the project it was my first time of like really creating music in general and i you know i test a lot of uh um you know me kind of building that with like you know two of my uh two good friends of mine who you know really helped me make that project you know come to life and um yeah, it was like it was a. I learned so much in the span of that time of creating the project, um, learning how to really, you know, I guess creating something on a musical standpoint uh, from scratch and learning how to intertwine my, my influences of poetry and not compromising that and, and learning how to infuse that within the music and, and making that kind of all work and, you know, spreading messages on, uh, you know, healing and black vulnerability, you know, faith growth. So. I appreciate I appreciate those words. Um, and I and I think it's I think it is important. You know, I think it is important to let topics and, you know, songs breathe. I think our attention spans to, to vulnerability is getting shortened. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's what it is now. I think hope I think there are there are also sides of the industry where people are allowing or giving space to, to, to more vulnerable and more intimate songs. But I do think on a oversaturated level, yeah, there's definitely them like two minute songs. You got the chorus, you got Facts. the verse, eight, eight bar verse, another chorus, eight bar verse, and then kind of wrap it up a little bridge and that's a song. So yeah, it's tough. Well, I'd be curious on the flip side of that too, especially seeing as it was your first musical project, like how do you know when a song is done or like when the project was done? Like what is the, when is letting a thought breathe? Like when are you letting it breathe too much? You know, like when is it yeah. time to, to close the door on it? Especially if you consider yourself a storyteller too. Cause like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? I feel like everything has commas instead of periods. Right. Like how does the, how does the story end? Definitely. I think, I feel like there's a, there's a, you know, Lauren, I, I listened to a lot of Lauren Hill. Um, I was listening to a lot of Lauren Hill interviews too. And she was saying something along the lines of like, um, her barometer in terms of like, you know, when she knows that something is done is that when you can replay it, how many ever times, um, whether that be like, you know, you play it the first time, uh, mm -hmm. in a day or you play it like three times another day or, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, and each time you hear it, it does something to you, whether that be, big or small it, it it still hits um in some aspect um at some point you know in your body or you know spiritually emotionally whatever and i think you know for me i, I really i really resonate with that i realized like you know the the songs that that could see you could just move me whether that makes me happy whether that makes me like contemplative whether that makes me uh you know have some form of melancholy hopeful 
not hopeful, whatever. If it, if it cre- create an emotion and that was the reason in which I was, I was trying to create that song for, then that's when I'm like, all right, this is probably done. You know, I've, I, I learned, I learned a lot about patience too throughout the creation of the project. Cause working with, you know, one of my friends, he, he's been working with on, on music for, for the longest. Um, and just really like, you know, learning and taking tips from him on how he approaches his music and mixing and engineering. It, it made me realize, you know, be persistent, but also be patient too with the work too. Cause I think this is a, you can find that balance of like, you know, working, working, to achieve a goal but but not rushing it to like be thorough in your, in your steps and when that you're going you're going to feel it it's going to be a feeling when you know it's done it's going to be that feeling you hear it and like yeah it's definitely done so it's a it's a feeling and i feel like throughout the process of um, creating the project i just you know i've been listening and listening i just developed that that waiting for that feeling and and knowing you know, once that feeling comes, all right, let's let's try to move on. Let's try to um, go to the next chapter. It's so funny you say that, too, because it's like the idea of, right, it's a feeling. That's sort of what poetry is, right? It's like there's exactly. these feelings and it's just trying to find a way to, like, communicate things that ultimately transcend words. You know, that's mm-hmm. it, absolutely. It, and you're right. Like, at the end of the day, it is a feeling and everything is a feeling, you know, like that that to me as someone who is drawn to poetry um, and is drawn to, you know, the art of songwriting, right? Like I love music that I isn't based around the lyrics, but I will always like lyricism and poetry will always hold a special place in my heart for that reason, because it's like you were able to string together words in a manner that like I can feel it, you know, that it transcended the mm-hmm. words. Right. Um, it's just like a really powerful art form in, in that sense, you know? Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. I think, like you said, like being able to transcend I feel like those are the music. That's that's the art in general. Like whether that be a painting or or, or a song or a poem, things that can transcend. You know the kind of these man-made constructs, and then kind of really transcend all of that and just really be, I guess, eternal and in you know the human condition, or or kind of just like you know can it capture a time. I feel like those are those are timeless pieces of work. You know, obviously, I got so much. I got so much. Um, you know, growing to do and evolving to do. But I just hope you know. With anything that I that I do, that that it can create that feeling of of being timeless, and it's not only here for for a little bit for the for viral, and then it goes away. I kind of want to with anything that I put out to the world for it to stand the test of time. Yeah, and I I could definitely hear it, even the way that you go about even organizing words as you speak, like you're even bringing up the word intentional. Like I remember when I was 21, that was definitely not anything that was <laughs> nearly on my radar to like do things with intention. You know what I mean? I was. I felt like I was legit living every day in a microwave era where it was just like, all right, I'm just living for today and whatever happens, happens. So even already thinking from that perspective of being intentional, I can just tell that there's just something else that is going on in the mind, which is, which is very powerful. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate that for real. Well, speaking of that too, like one thing I I really like about your music is that you speak very candidly about like faith, right? About like your, your faith and like, you know, anytime I hear inshallah in my music, like it's something just makes me feel better. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like mm-hmm. yeah so your faith really comes across and i'd be curious to hear you know if you're if you're open to talking about it you know what your journey yeah. was in regard to faith because like you yeah, know, like eric was saying like i feel like when i was your age i was so far removed from that you know like i was exactly. I, and i came back to it and like because so for me for me personally you know i was raised in a muslim household so like right. islam you know and and for instance like the phrase inshallah was like all around me you know but at for the sure. same time when i was your age like it was so far removed from me and i had to go through so many experiences to now come back on the other side of it and like you know no mm-hmm. like no and say inshallah and know and know what it really means you know mm, um, right absolutely so I'd, be, so I'd be curious you know like what 
what your journey has been on that? And is it something that, you know, you um, grew up in day one and just sort of stuck with, or was it something that you strayed from and then like came back? For, for sure. No, I definitely, I mean, I definitely resonate with, um, you know, what you're saying because my, throughout the years, my, my relationship with Allah, you know, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, like that's been something that, um, has been, I had to kind of revamp it in my own way, you know, and, and learning on, on my terms and, and kind of create a, a relationship on my terms, you know. So growing up, you know, I, I grew up going to Al-Quran school. Like, you know, we was going to, uh, you know, in Harlem, they had this the big mosque on 116. I, f- I feel like maybe, I don't know if it was around like 2011 when it shut down, but on 116, it was this huge mosque, on this huge mosque, and I would go there. Um, that was, that was like my childhood mosque. Everybody on the block would go to like in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's where I basically learned, you know, my, my parents, both parents was, was, uh, you know, Muslim and, and, you know, we, we was, yeah, it was just like kind of inherited in the, in the, in the culture and, and everything for us to just be, be Muslim. So we was learning surahs, you know, every Saturday going there. Um, you know, it was, it was very strict. Uh, you know, you had to, um, really be you couldn't play around and I mean, obviously you couldn't play around at Quran school you know you really had to you know focus um you know otherwise you'd be disciplined um, yeah I so got in was, so much I got in so much trouble at my Sunday school <laughs> oh, man I, I already I'm already hip man that's why I'm like I'm, running, I'm talking to y'all like yeah like they will they will discipline you that's the that's the best way to say it you know what I'm saying they will they will you get be you on your p's and q's oh yeah times 100 though like for real like they was not they if you had to recite it properly, you had to recite the surahs properly. Like it was very, I don't know. So like, I guess like growing up, my, my relationship with Islam was, I guess, more associated with fear, which I, which I guess I think is a, is an understandable. I think, you know, you know, we're, we're supposed to be in fear, I guess, in, in, in to an extent of the, of the most high, but I feel like I was kind of, it, w- it wasn't more of an intimacy kind of a relationship with me and Islam. I feel like it was more like, um, I, I I was just so scared of like anything outside the context of of my faith that you know that growing up that was just my mindset so I just had to be perfect um and and yeah I feel like it didn't come out of there it was like there was love I think there was love in in Islam but I think the way we was we was raised and the and the certain lessons and how it was taught when we were younger um was definitely a little bit harsh I I definitely think so but. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's important. You do have to know the surahs in order to pray and, and things like that. And, you know, you know, reading some Arabic and things like that. So, I, I mean, I definitely understood, but that's kind of how it was in the beginning. You know, I think growing up, you know, just seeing a lot of different, different life events and, and, you know, you lose people and, you know, to, to violence and, uh, just like, you know, to natural causes and, and it questions your faith, you know? So I think, I think, you know, especially, Around the time of me even like making the project, I was I was in a very dark place because my my I think throughout my life my faith was always in question. But I think just the span of the time, like from like 2017, uh, like I was just in a very 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 dark place, and and I quite yeah I questioned my faith to a lot. Though I I you know if I be honest, like I really you know wasn't really believing it as as I feel like I should have you know. And um, I think a lot of that just comes to the point of just like you know it was it was. I was, I was questioning, like, if, if Allah really loves his children, um, you know, why was he, why was he putting these, uh, I don't know, these kind of constant feelings of, of loss and paranoia, um, onto my life. And I feel like that was like a low key embedded, uh, conversation 
that I had with myself throughout just growing up in Harlem and just seeing so many different things and, and whatnot. So that was just something that um, I guess kind of bursted, like, I guess like, wow, 17, 18, 19. So it was a span of time. Like I just, I just, you know, obviously I would do my, my obligatoires, like, you know, my, my prayers and things like that, but my feeling wasn't there, but I think it's been, it's been a new, it's been a low key, like within these past two to three years of me, um, you know, kind of breaking myself down and kind of looking at, at the things that were happening in my life. And, and I think, you know, just me being able to, to, to stay on a creative path and, um, use a, use a creative canvas allowed me to slowly revamp my relationship with Allah. And, and I think, you know, I don't know, I just started to take it things more seriously. I, I, you know, just started, you know, read back to my Quran, um, you know, making sure I'm, I'm, you know, learning, trying to learn more surahs, um, you know, try, yeah, just trying to get better in touch with, with the faith. And, and, you know, obviously I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm the first, I'm the quickest person to say, um, I'm not perfect. And I think, one of the biggest things that I realized, you know, growing up is like in Islam, like there was just such this, you had to be perfect, right? And, and there was no um, way for you to be imperfect or nobody was embracing imperfections or trying to help people with imperfection. It was kind of like you're either perfect or you're not perfect. And I, I kind of had that feeling, you know, just growing up, you know, Muslim, um, especially just growing up in my neighborhood too, it was just like, everybody's like, you're either perfect or you're, no, you're not good. You're not good. You're haram and things like that. And it's just like, um, you know, in our human nature and in the, in the, in the basis of, of the Quran, um, as in like, you know, a lot of monotheistic religion, you know, Christianity, things like that. We, um, the most high, the God like saw that we were naturally imperfect. Like that was just naturally within us, you know what I'm saying? And, and embedded within us. So I don't know, I think I've, I've also learned to embrace my imperfections with the religion, but, um, you know, just trying to be, um, trying to improve and trying to get better, acknowledge my mistakes. And yeah, it's been, I've, I think, with that it's become it's become a more intentional relationship between me and Allah because I think at first it was just kind of something I inherited without really you know kind of internalizing it for myself and my own in my own ways but I think you know throughout the way how um, my life journey has went thus far I think you know everything has happened for a reason and I think Allah like really just gives his his test to his to his truest soldiers like I think he's not going to mm-hmm. give something to, to somebody who they who he knows that that, that can't handle it because he, he just wouldn't put it in your life I think you know it, all, I think, yeah, all of that, all that comes to say is just like everybody's relationship with, with God and everything like that is, is at their own speed. So I don't even judge nobody too. like, if you're not religious, hey, I don't judge. I don't judge. No, I can't. I don't have any right to judge anybody. I'm very imperfect. I leave that to the most high. So I just try to, you know, try to be a, be a better human, be a better Muslim and just, just kind of kind of rock out like that. Yeah, no, that's real. And, and and that's the thing about it is it's realizing that everything is the journey. You know what I mean? Like, cause we can set as many goals as we want out there, but if, if we're not thinking from that growth mindset or being able to sort of take that step back, reflect while we're doing this and then go from there, I feel like we'll still, we'll still be sort of just running a race that doesn't even really exist in the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, like, like I like to say a lot, like life will hit you with a right hook or a left hook and you will be thinking like you're going straight and it will completely alter everything. So I think it's just um, the ability to take the time out to in the midst of all of those kind of weird pathways that get thrown at you out of nowhere, uh, take a step back and, and, and to, to maneuver and adapt, you know, because I think that's um that's kind of some of Allah's will. That's that's kind of um, inherited through those navigation and through those struggles, just being able to to see the the test and to see the 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 struggles but then maneuvering and, and trying to make the best decision you know that's going to help you in the long run so yeah like you said sometimes it's a it's a people be thinking it's a race but it's not it's not a linear it's not no linear race because at all it's, it's a complex for that's real well in recognizing it's not a linear race 
at that being said, you know, with that disclaimer, like, what are you hoping to achieve next? Like, what, what are you, you know, as you stand where you're at now and you like look ahead, you know, in recognizing that obviously at any moment something could turn left to turn right. What is the middle? Like, if you're continuing just like sort of along where you are intending to at the moment, like, what mm-hmm. does that look like for you, you know, as you get ready for whatever the next chapter holds? Yeah, for sure. I say, you know, I mean, like, yeah, like, inshallah, like, you know, my, my biggest thing, I, I just, I think moving forward, I, I want to be able to create a platform for myself where, you know, I can, I can be a, a, a multifaceted creative. I'm, I'm really interested, um, you know, as well as music and, and poetry and, and into cinematography, um, you know, kind of getting that visual part and, and trying to implement that into my poetry, into my work and um, kind of building all the, building on those foundations. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, down the line, I just want to be able to, to build my brand as a, as a multifaceted, multifaceted black creative, um, to create compelling work, work that will reach, um, you know, God willing the masses and, um, inspire, be a mentor to the youth. Um, you know, I think especially with, with black youth and trying to promote poetry and just overall creativity into, to, you know, the younger, the younger demographics and putting that into, to the classroom, because I think that's something that's desperately needed. Um, just like a way, a form of amplifying creativity in the classroom and especially as well as multicultural learning. So I think, yeah, definitely being a mostly, uh, being a, a youth mentor to the, to, to the youth is something I definitely want to be yeah, And just being able to, um, support my, my family, um, you know, whether that be financially, whether that be things like that. And I think, but, but bigger than all of that, I just want to, you know, be alive and healthy. I want everybody around me to be alive and healthy. And, um, I just want, um, you know, to be, to continue to be, being a better, you know, being a better man, uh, being a better Muslim and, and doing everything, you know, making sure the work that I do is, is intentional too. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've said that word a million times in this, this podcast, but yeah, that's like, yeah, making sure the, the, the things that the, the, whether that be new music, whether that be new, just projects in general is that the messages and the things that I want to, um, you know, put out is, is meaningful and fulfilling to what resonates at that span of time and making sure it's, it's, it's honing on the principles and my foundations, you know, so kind of all of that. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put it, put it. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put your hands up. If you can't without a man, put it. They told me Peter Piper, bigger, bigger pepper. Uh, I just hope that when he picked the pepper, pick it better. Uh, Cause the bag depicted a little spoil that the water. Uh, he iced up, picked the vessel, not the pepper, need the sweater. Uh, why she sell seashells by the seashore? They meant to say my sea selling, why there be more? Uh, I'ma let my sea season leaves fall in season. The trees and seas don't grow anymore. Uh, how much for the wood truck, for wood truck, for wood truck wood? How much for looks, the good luck, the good one stood. Ain't no good one stood. Beautiful. Prayers to the sky, we out of the hood, yeah, yeah I don't wanna go outside no more uh, Still see police knocking at my front door Go inside the gum inside my mama cannot control Cause I still ain't do the dishes and I got to sweep the flow Yeah, yeah, I don't wanna go outside no more uh, Still hear police knocking at my front door Go inside the gum inside my mama cannot control Cause I still ain't do the dishes and I got to sweep the flow Yeah, 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 yeah. Catch a 
mother too I was awkward as a kid, now your boyfriend a blow All them feelings, let him go, she fooled me once, I had to go I used to never like the cold, I was allergic to the snow I used to pray to the God Almighty That the sun shine right off of my face But the project building took the sun for me And took the smile right off of my face Sometimes I just wanna go pack my bags And run away, far away from this place But I can never, oh really never Leave this place, yeah, leave this place, yeah I don't wanna go outside no more Still see police knocking at my front door Go inside the gum, inside my mama cannot control Cause I still ain't do the dishes and I got to sweep the flow Yeah, yeah, I don't wanna go outside no more Still hear police knocking at my front door Go inside the gum, inside my mama cannot control Cause I still ain't do the dishes and I got to sweep the flow Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't wanna go outside of this.